Okay, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 144 of the One Before I Die podcast. We are inching closer and closer to football season by the second, as it seems, day by day, getting closer to that kickoff in LA against the Rams. Should be an exciting one. Um, but in the meantime, still some Sabres news that we will rehash this episode. Obviously, last episode went over the, the free agency recap. Kind of out the gates is when everything kind of went down, you know, across the league with the Sabres. Nothing has really happened since. Um, just some news came out, though, um, while we're on that topic of, you know, Patrick Kane, the hometown Buffalo kid. Some rumors swirling about him after next year, after this upcoming year, as he will be a UFA. So we'll talk about that. Um, a little tweet that we saw from, you know, a source in the Buffalo organization. Sorry, not in the organization, around the Buffalo community, though. Um, so maybe talk a little rumors here on the Sabres front. And then obviously in terms of Buffalo Bills news, as everybody probably knows, training camp has officially started. I believe it started on Sunday, this past Sunday. Um, I think rookies reported a few days earlier and now everybody's at St. John Fisher university for camp. They will be there for a couple of weeks. Um, so the bills are starting to, you know, round into form here. Preseason games coming up at the end of August, I believe as well. So, like I said, it just, uh, you know, football, it, it, it always sneaks up on you. It's always seems like it, you know, when the Super Bowl is over, it seems like it's forever away. And then, you know, a few offseason moves here or there, and then all of a sudden, you know, training camps rolling around and preseason's rolling around, and then we're right back into, into the mix. So, um, a lot more football content coming soon. I, uh, I imagine, obviously, as we get closer, we'll do our annual – uh, you know, prediction season preview of the Bills schedule and the Bills whole season preview will probably bring Trent back on. I imagine haven't talked about it yet, but I'm assuming that's the plan that uh, usually, you know, is a fun episode that we do and it seems to do well and you, you guys seem to like it. So we'll probably run that back again with Trent. Um, speaking of, you know, him, he'll actually be at the home or sorry, not the home opener, but the opening game in LA, very jealous of that one should be a, a good one, as I said, but um Without further ado, we'll introduce Ethan here, and then we'll kind of get going. But, um, you know, not, not too packed of an episode, just uh, a few notes and uh, kind of just talk about, uh, you know, the things that have been going on and just, you know, kind of excited for everything to get back going again. So, Ethan, how are you doing over there in Chicago? And actually, I'll be seeing you soon. You'll be coming home in a few days. Yeah, that's right. I'll be back in uh, western New York this upcoming weekend. Excited for that. Going to get some golf in probably. Yeah. Uh, haven't hit the links in a while, so it should be interesting to see how my game's looking. Um, yeah. Um, the game, my game has been, I mean, I finally got my clubs, my new clubs. I had the driver in through, I finally got my new irons. I have been having the yips with my irons. My drives, my three wood, my woods have been on. I'm very confident with those, but I've been having the yips with the irons. It's very, very frustrating because, I mean, not only did I just get new clubs, but it's just, I mean, when you get over the ball and you just know you're going to shank it, it just makes it very, very tough to play the, you know, the sport of golf. So got to work that out before you come over, you know, on Saturday and before we play, maybe I'll get out on a few twilight rounds this week. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see how, we'll, you know, we'll see how the golf game is going when you uh, come back into town here. Yeah. I mean, I, the last time I played, I uh, broke 90 for the first time in my career. And that was, that was a while ago. I mean, I remember talking. That was a while. That was a while ago. Um, so, I mean, I haven't played – I think that had to be, like, June. I think that was right around Memorial Day. 
Yeah, did I not get around it since then? Yeah, I haven't played in I know, a that's while. What, well, that's what I was thinking. That, that, that was definitely a while ago. So, so I mean, I'm I'm looking pretty. Fu- I was looking pretty feisty that day. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's not bad to like if you play a really good round. You know, it like not playing a ton like in between. Like you just kind of you know ride the hot streak. Like that's that's your last memory of golf is shooting below ninety. So it's like it's not like you're coming in with like a you know bad taste in your mouth or something. It's almost better for the confidence. Yeah, exactly. And I have a, uh, I have a bachelor party the following weekend where we're going to be golfing. So I feel like get a nice tune up this, this weekend and then I'll be ready to go for the bachelor party. Yeah. Love that. Um, all right. So I guess without further ado, we'll get right into it here and we'll probably start with the Sabres news and then move on to the bills and we'll talk about them for a little bit. Um, but, but the news that I was, I was, I was alluding to in the intro here, um, I said it was from a, a source in the Buffalo community. That would be Andrew Peters, part of the Instigators podcast. Or sorry, not Instigators anymore. What are they? After the whistle with him and Craig Revey. Um, and I, I never know, like, when, whenever they tweet out, like, rumor type stuff. And, like, I'm not sure, you know, how trusted their sources are. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you'd know better on their track record when they kind of make claims. Um, but basically, Andrew Peters, four days ago, tweeted out the Sabres aren't trading for Patrick Kane. I was told they'll, I was told they'll want to sign him as a UFA next, next summer. Um, no assets needed. So he's saying he was told they want to sign him as a UFA, which is pretty strong, like words, I guess you could say, um, you know, if he has someone that he knows inside the organization still, obviously, you know, we've talked about these guys before and they've, you know, worked inside the organization. They both played for the Sabres. They definitely have ties around the city of Buffalo. So, I mean, take that with what you will. But Peter's saying that the Sabres want to make a move for Patrick Kane in the offseason of next year. I think a ton of thoughts go flying through my mind because the first one I think that comes every Sabres, you know, fan's mind is that that's just a super exciting, you know, piece of information to hear because obviously Patrick Kane being from Buffalo, being a superstar in the league for the last decade, um, you know, just a, a playmaker and, you know, an all world guy, probably a hall of famer, probably a top two, if not one uh, best American player of all time. I know a lot of people regard him as the best American born player of all time. So it's just exciting to hear that. Now there's the other side of it where it's like, is that really a good move from uh, an organizational standpoint at this point in the Sabres trajectory, as we talk about a lot, the young team don't want to rush the rebuild. You want to build around the right core. Now, I think Patrick Kane's still a very, very good player, but I think he's going to be, what, 33, 34, if he's not already that at, the, at this time. Is he going to be looking for a long-term deal? How much money are you going to you know, put into this t- type of guy? It's a very interesting thing to think about. Um, but Patrick Kane being in Buffalo, wearing a Sabres uniform, regardless of everything else, would be pretty cool to see. So don't know how true this information is. I don't know, you know where Peters is hearing this from. But him saying he's he's told they want to sign him as a UFA next summer, not even like, hey, I'm told that they like might be pursuing it, saying they want to pursue him or they want to sign him. I thought those were pretty strong words. What were your thoughts on this? I know you were the one who sent me over this tweet. So what were your thoughts when you saw this? Yeah, I mean, Peters has been traditionally pretty good and on the money with Sabres news, right? Like, Seems like is there he's anything, got some... Is there any examples that we know of that, like I, like I said, I don't really know. Maybe you know better. Has he called anything in the past, him or Reve? Like, do, like, I feel like they don't really make predictions a ton. They get in the rumor business maybe a little bit. I, I haven't really remembered any time that they were, like, on the nose with anything. Well, if, didn't he – wasn't he scooping the, the uh, Eichel Vegas trade? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I feel like everybody – 
that was one of, I mean, that was one of those things where we, we talked about it for 20 weeks in a row and, you know, it didn't really, no one really knew. I feel like until it actually, I mean, there are so many teams rumored with that, right. That I, I don't know about that one. Okay. Well, I don't know. I just, I just feel like they got some sort I'm of, not, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not trusting, like I said, they definitely know people. So I'm not, you know, you can take it how you, how you want it. That I'd probably trust him more over, you know, he's probably closer in terms of specifically Buffalo with like maybe some national reporters or whatever, but yeah, I don't know if you, I can't think of anything that like they've really predicted, I guess, correctly. Yeah. Okay. Well, regardless, um, I think, I think obviously it comes down to if, if they're going to be able to sign him at a friendly contract, right? I mean, Patrick Kane is Patrick Kane. Like you said, probably the best American born hockey player to date. Austin Matthews debatably might take that over by the time his career is done, but the hometown kid coming home from would be, yeah, that would be unbelievable. I mean, cause the Sabres would be at a point, hopefully after this year where they've taken another step forward. Um, and we don't like to rush things, right? Like we're not doing that same mentality anymore, but having Patrick Kane be on the team to kind of maybe lead your team to, uh, playoff berth for the first time in over 10 years would be quite the story um i'm definitely in the camp of not trading for him you're gonna have to give up too much for a guy that's making what like 10 or 11 million dollars a year right now i know salary's not really anything he's only got one more year left but still i mean you're just have to give up assets for a guy that you don't know if you're going to be able to sign him again um signing him in free agency next year that would be interesting i would be all about that i think i don't know how you can't be all about that i don't think you're going to give him more um i don't know how you're going to give him more than what two or three years i i don't know what patrick king's looking for out of his deal well that's what that's what i was saying in the intro in my intro to it is if i'm kane i'm probably looking for a team will give him he's he's not going to get another contract after his next contract yeah, he's, he's going to get as much term as he, as, he, as he can possibly get. So, yeah, so I, but I don't know what team's going to give him more than three or four years. I mean, what, he's 34, you said? Uh, he is 33 years old, uh, turning 34 in November. Yeah, so, I mean, he'll be going on 35 next year. You're going to be paying Patrick Kane until he's – 30 39 40 i don't well, think so well that's i think i think what i'm i I, I'm, I wouldn't do that i don't want the sabers to do that yeah i think i i would be you know if i'm betting on this if i'm betting man which i do you know time to time i would bet on a team that's going to give him term like that some one of these 32 teams in the national hockey league i would put money on that they would absolutely he would absolutely regardless if he signs it or not and we might never know if he's offered this or not if you know if the, the details don't come out I guarantee you that at least one of these teams is going to offer him six, seven years. I just, I just think that's how this works in the NHL. It happens all the times with bad contracts. We did it with a post. So like, it just happens that these guys sign till they're 40 years old because like, especially a big name like him, like teams will like hope, like there, there could be a Stanley cup contending team after next year and be like, you know, screw it. Our windows the next two to three years, we'll just give him a, a six year deal and try to win it within the next couple of years with him. And then, you know, if we get it done, then we'll, we'll just ride it out for the, the rest of his contract. Like, I think there will be a team to offer him that much. Now, it's a different story whether he wants to accept it or not, but I think there will be a team to offer him term. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't so know. Like, so, like, with that being said, I wouldn't do it for more than three years. 
I'd give him three. I would give him three. Uh, I think he can be very productive still at 36 years old. Like, I, I, he hasn't really shown signs of slowing down. Like, I think he's it'll still be, a very good player. It'll be interesting, though, to see him this year because, I mean, he's not going to have Debrinkat, and I think it'll be interesting to watch Debrinkat, too, because he's not going to have Kane. So, like, watching Patrick Kane at his age now play with – I don't know who he's going to play with. He, Taze, but Taze is old, too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There's just nobody on that Blackhawks team really that's really a threat outside of Patrick Kane anymore. So it'll be interesting to see like what kind of numbers he can put up on this Blackhawks team at this point of his career. Yeah, I, I I'm still a belief that at least within the next two three years that he's still gonna be nasty. Like I I think he's a good enough player where he's gonna you know he's maybe not put up the same numbers with the guys the supporting cast he's had his whole career. But I mean this past year. I didn't watch a lot of Chicago Blackhawks game. Uh, so I'm not, I didn't know who he played with a lot. I don't know if he was playing with Debrinket a lot. Maybe they mixed up their lines because they sucked and they were, you know, mixing them up all the time. Maybe you know more and, and you were more in tune with it by living in Chicago. But I mean, he played 78 games, had 26 goals and 66 assists for 92 points. That was probably, that would have been the most points on the Sabres last year, over 90 points. Like, I still think he's going to be a very good player. Again, you know, talking six years down the line that's a different story but I think he still will be good for three to even four more years I, I think he's a world-class player so you know I'm good to go for him if it's two three four years now I guess the money is another issue we, we, we still have a ton of cap space but anything long term I'm out on maybe he's going to want to go for that long-term deal which I think he will get an offer on um, but either way like you said like it's still super exciting to just think of the fact that he could be a Buffalo Sabre now let me ask you this. Do you think that he gets traded, you know, this year at the deadline before the Sabres even have a chance to sign him at, at the, you know, free agency next year, right? Like he could be a very big Well, trade he could get traded and he's deadline. still going to be UFA. Okay, true, I guess. But I wonder maybe a sign and trade. Um, nah, I guess if he gets traded, it'll probably no, be a if rental. if he gets traded, it's going to be a rental for a playoff run for sure. Yeah, true. But then and like maybe will. if, maybe if, uh, if he likes playing on that team, obviously that could influence his decision on where he signs, right? Like you mm-hmm. saw that like with Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall, yeah. So I would. If he was gonna, get, I mean, I, I have a, I have a, I think the Blackhawks would be stupid not to trade him at the deadline at this point because I don't, I don't know how he goes and resigns another contract in Chicago, and I don't know how Chicago goes and offers him a contract at this point, right? Like Chicago's going full rebuild, rebuild at this point. Yeah, it'd be stupid to shell out another three or four years paying him because he's probably going to still get six seven eight million dollars a year on whatever mm-hmm. this contract he's going to sign so that's that just doesn't make sense for chicago based on what they're doing and it doesn't make sense for him like he's going to want to be on a playoff team for those last couple of years now that's the point where i'm like does the sabers even have an actual shot or is peter's like kind of just like blowing smoke and like you know does he know does he know something here where he's got some sort of sources that are close to patrick kane being like yeah he definitely has a shot to sign in buffalo next summer I think if I'm Patrick Kane, like, yeah, Buffalo obviously is my hometown team, but are they going to be at a point where they're ready to be a playoff team at that point? That's going to be a a big decision, like big year for the Sabres, obviously. Um, I think some people think they're further along than they actually are. Right. Like we always thought we've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks, been getting some heated discussions when we talk goaltending, like you're like, yeah, well, it doesn't matter who's in net because they're not making the playoffs this year, which I mean, I can definitely see. So will the Sabres be ready to compete for a playoff spot where Patrick Kane's going to be like, yeah, I want to come home and play on the playoff Buffalo Sabres. Is that going to be a reality? I don't know. Yeah. And, and, and just to counterpoint that a little devil's advocate, it, 
that that's probably like that like to the the standard fan the average fan like that's probably the first thing you think of like he's gonna want to go to a cup contending team whatever but there's also just like you never the you never know factor because we all thought Goudreau was gonna do something completely different he went to Columbus you have a guy like Claude Giroux where you'd think all right he's gonna sign with another cup contender you know Ottawa's obviously done a lot in this offseason but he went back to Ottawa where he's from right like that like he probably could have had his pick of the litter for maybe a better team for the next couple years there's always just random when the Sabres signed Taylor Hall, that was the last spot people thought he was going to sign too. Like there's always, so like logically, yes, like everything's you're saying, that's the first thing you think of, Like he wants to go to a cup contender. He's going to want to get paid for his last, you know, bit of his career, make sure he gets his money. But then there's just like the, you never know factor where it's like, we honestly, as fans and as just people watching and talking about, you know, the Sabres and the NHL and sports just in general, like we really don't know because there's a surprises that happen, happen every time. I mean, in every sport, Von Miller coming to Buffalo was still, you know, it was a different situation because the Bills are so good, but just still very shocking as a Buffalo fan. So it's like, I don't know. There's always just like that factor of like, who knows what's going to happen. Maybe even if the Sabres don't compete this year, or, you know, maybe they take a step forward, but they're still not ready for the playoffs. Maybe he wants to just come home and play for his hometown team for the last three, four years of his career, just because he wants to. He already has three cups and he's already a, a stud. Like, we don't know what's going through these players' mind. It is just a very interesting concept, a very powerful tweet by Peters too. Again, like what stood out to me about it wasn't just that Peters was like, he didn't word it as in like, I'm told the Sabres would like to pursue him or like put in like different words. He said like, I'm told they want to sign him. It sounds very definitive that they like this knowledge that he received is that they want to go for him. So that's the intriguing part of it to me. Um, But I guess I'll leave it at that. I don't know if you wanted to add anything else before, before we move on. No, I, I, I agree with the definitive part. That was that, that's what stood out to me. Like he had some, some sort of insider info that he know he knows what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So I guess we'll uh, have to wait a year before we can kind of come back to this conversation. Um, or I guess maybe if he does do a, uh, you know, get traded at the deadline and, and that team ends up, you know, signing him right away, you know, most likely going to be a rental, but I guess it's just time will tell with this one. There's nothing else we can really talk about with it. Um, but we'll move on to the Bills here. I don't think there was anything really else on the Sabres. Like I said, free agency moves kind of all happened at once at the beginning. Um, maybe some stuff will trickle in as the summer rolls on. But as of now, um, kind of quiet on that front. Um, but Bills, Bills training camp started at St. John Fisher University now. It just changed its name actually from St. John Fisher College to St. John you Fisher University. You mentioned that last episode. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little fun fact. Um, but – Unfortunately, I don't think I'll be able to make it this year. I mean, those tickets went super quick. I think I'll, I also mentioned that at some point within the past couple of weeks, but we were you know, going to try to go. Um, can't go during the week. But, uh, I mean, just from clips of it, I mean, it, it's kind of sick to see uh, camp back at Fisher. I mean, what, it's been maybe a couple of years now because of COVID. I think they were supposed to go last year and the year before, but because of COVID, they weren't able to do so. Um, just seeing the live crowd at Fisher, with the, you know, the players running out, Von Miller's first time running out and all the, you know, fans getting hyped for him. Um, really cool. Uh, you know, I'm hoping Von is liking that, liking what he sees from, you know, Bill's Mafia being out and about, you know, on Monday, Tuesday mornings uh, in full throttle. So, I mean, I didn't really see any other clips. I don't really have any insight from it, you know, considering I wasn't there and there wasn't, you know, a ton of like clips of actual play going on, but just seeing everybody back, um, in Rochester, kind of gearing up together, getting ready for camp, Jordan Poyer back, you know, all those kind of storylines over the off season about, you know, 
know, what's going to happen with Poyer, you know, does Von Miller even like really want to be in Buffalo? Like all that stuff, like it's kind of out the window now, just seeing them all back, you know, just gearing up ready to kind of try to make a run here. Um, I think the main storyline other than just like, you know, camp starting is just, and maybe we can segue to this as like a talking point, but it's just like the expectations for this team have just been crazy, right? Like they've just grown and grown and grown this entire off season. Like, after the Chiefs game where we lost, um, it was devastating, obviously. And then the you know Super Bowl happens, football talk kind of winds down for a bit, and then it picks back up. And sports books are out there and putting odds out there for Super Bowl favorites. And talk shows are football year round. They're talking about different acquisitions, everything going on. And since it's you know since then to now, the the Bills are the odds-on favorite pretty much in everybody's book to win the the Super Bowl. And I'm not just talking about like bookmakers i'm just talking you know people's thoughts and you know talking about them you know bar talk that kind of thing the expectations on this buffalo bills team are so high and i was talking to dad the other day too and he obviously gets nervous about this kind of stuff but he was saying that the expectations now with this team are like way higher than they were in the 90s when the jim kelly era was going on like everybody knew that they were good but like he's saying like the buzz around the team now is even higher than it was back then which is crazy so it's like Mm -hmm. I mean, the expectations are through the roof. It's almost like a lose-lose situation here where it's like if you don't win the Super Bowl, like it's, it's almost like Super Bowl or bust now, right? So I don't know if you had any thoughts on that, but I think that's like the biggest thing as of late is just everybody talking about this Bills team as the, the, the favorites by like a landslide. I don't, yeah, I, I maybe from a betting perspective, I don't know if they're in my eyes though, the favorite by a landslide. Um, okay. I just think you have too many good teams in the AFC this year that we talk about, right? And the AFC playoff bit battle is going to be an absolute gauntlet. Um, there's so many teams that I could see coming out of that playoff race that it's just, yeah, I get the bills are probably the best team out of that on paper, but it's like, we talked about this when we were talking about, um, what were we comparing? Oh, when we were doing like most likely to win a championship discussion. And your point on the bill, like the NFL playoffs, it's one and done. And you're not playing a seven game series. It's, it's, there's a like a least or a less likely scenario where the better team always comes out on top than when you're playing like a seven game series, like in baseball and hockey, right? I, it's, it's, it comes down to one play, it comes down to one turnover, one mistake, right? I could see any of these teams in the AFC from, um, you know, you got teams like the chiefs and you got teams like um, the chargers and like basically the whole AFC West, right? Any of those teams are, are going to be good. Um, and then you got the, the AFC North with like Lamar and the Bravens. They're probably going to be pretty good. You, the Browns. I mean, I don't know what's going to go on with Watson, but if he plays like that's a team that's going to be pretty good. Um, and then, you know, the Colts and the Titans in the South, like there's any of those teams I could see coming out, out of the, uh, and then the Bengals, sorry. I mean, Super Bowl, Super Bowl uh, AFC champions last year. So I just think that there's so many good teams in AFC for them to say that they are the favorite by a large margin is, I don't think that's accurate. Maybe, maybe that's what Vegas is saying, but I, I think it's going to well, be. I'm just saying, I'm not even saying I think that I'm just saying that like, if you go online, like that's what it's being said. So I guess I, I wasn't even trying, I was just kind of asking you like, what are your, does that make you nervous? Like that, like what is not even like oh, yeah. the favorites, but like just your thoughts on that. Cause I, I think, if you go online, like I think most people are saying the Bills are favorites, which is like it's a scary kind of thing. So it's like, what are yeah. your thoughts on that whole thing in general? Well, it, it's kind of like unprecedented territory here, right? Where it's not only 
like the Bills have been good the last couple of years, right? And then you always have those more optimistic fans being like, yeah, we're going to win it all this year. Me and you, I've been pretty confident the last couple of years, but I mean, I wouldn't say I mean, that you we had were... him winning the Super Bowl last year. I had him win the Super Bowl last year for a little, <laughs> I, but I wouldn't say like I was as confident as a lot of the fans are this year, right? Like fans are, some of these guys are like, we're not losing a game, right? We're just going to smoke everybody. Um, and they were, and, the, and, and those fans are still sometimes the ones that were saying that during the drought. <laughs> There's always fans. No, but that's, like that. that's, yeah, but I, that's what I'm saying. Like throughout my 28 years of life, you're always going to have these, this delusional psycho Bills fan base that's like, we could be 0 and 5, and they're going into week six being like, we're going to smoke this team by 30, right? Like that, those There's fans like that, that in every base. fan base. Yeah, but the Bills, I mean, the Bills have been kind of crazy. And then, but this year, it is everybody, right? Like, there is nobody that is. Yeah. That well, is there's people that are actually, different. you know, pretty informed, know what they're talking about, or maybe not as optimistic and, and still pretty confident going into the year. Exactly. And so I, I so just think weird. that, I just think that it is setting up for a Super Bowl or bust type year. And at, at some point, though, you got to get to that point as a team, right? Like, you can only get so good where it's like you have to have these expectations at some point. Like, this is what you build your team up for, right? to win a Super Bowl. Right. And so to come into the the season as a Super Bowl favorite, that's setting your team up as for six like that's what you want, right? You want to be able to say like we need to win we're going to win a Super Bowl this year. Right. Or else like what else, what you know, then you got more work to do in the offseason. You got more work to do to to grow your players. Like this is their time. Um I think Josh is ready for it, but yeah, it's going to set up the season for either the even it's going to either be which I think is the scary part, what you're getting at, is either going to be the best football season of our life, the best year of our life, right, if the Bills go and win the Super Bowl, or it's going to be another absolute gut punch where yeah, it's going I to think, be a tough, tough, tough offseason. Yeah, I think that's more so what I'm getting at is in, like, the lose-lose situation category because it's, like, it's either going to be – or maybe not lose-lose, but, like, like either one end of, this, end of the spectrum or the other where it's, like, if you win the Super Bowl, like, obviously you can't complain – right? Like that's the ultimate goal. You win the Super Bowl, best season of all time, but it's setting up where if the bills even go to the AFC championship and, and lose on like a, not maybe a 13 seconds type play, but say they go to the AFC championship and they have a hard fought battle where, you know, a great football game, they still played very well and they end up losing the game. And so it's like as close as you can get to the Super Bowl as possible and still lose even if you played very well, like that's going to be an utter collapse almost now in the, in, in everybody in Bill's fans eyes, even if you make it to the Super Bowl and you lose in a hard fought game, that's almost going to be a, a failure as well. So it's like, there's little to no room for error here, like going into the season, which is very, very scary to look at, but I'll say it and I'll say it again. I've said it before. This is what Bill's fans have asked for and not necessarily me. Like I've always kind of, erred on the side of caution, tried to like be cautiously optimistic with, you know, when the team's growing, that's kind of how I've been with the Sabres throughout this rebuild. But to all those Bills fans out there for the past two, three, four, five years, once we got Allen and once we've started making strides saying that they're not getting enough respect, you know, even in his rookie year or whatever, when nothing was really proven yet, or we're not getting enough primetime games or we're not getting enough respect on national TV shows. Well, it's all here now. So you know, you got what you asked for, and now it's either Super Bowl or failure. So, mm -hmm. I guess, you know, you go into that with whatever you want, and um, it, that's just how it is. So, it is scary going in, but, you know, it's what a lot of people want. You, your, your respect is, uh, is given to you. So, the Bills are um, 
they're buzzing. Camp looks like it's a lot of fun. Hopefully the boys are putting in the work and we're ready to go uh, week one. I mean, you're, you're playing the first game of the entire season. So, that I mean, that's literally test number one off rip. But I don't know if you had anything else to add about. I don't know if you said anything I, at camp. Like like I said, there's not really much to, like, add in, 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 like, in terms of, like, specific. I mean, camp just looks electric from the videos. Yeah. And, I mean, like, we've been going to camp since we were little, right? And I've just – I don't know. I've just never seen a buzz like that from these videos like it's looking like these guys are wwe superstars yeah. coming out of the tunnel when they're getting like introduced into practice it's crazy which yeah. is i think at like you're saying it's adding to the buzz around this team and it's it's like now or never type of deal yeah so um yeah there there's a little camp talk little bills talk i know we haven't done it in a while but um we'll continue to do so as the season gets closer um like I said, I think the – I mean, the next thing in, in terms of Bills is is preseason games. It, I mean, obviously, camp's still going to be rolling on here, but preseason, I don't know if you know the schedule off the top of your head or not, but I think those games start the end of August, which is going to be coming pretty rapidly, you know, to be quite frank. So we'll start talking about that. Um, and, yeah, I'm excited, but I don't think – I don't know. I don't think there's anything else really to, to touch on today on today's episode. I don't know if you have any final words before we sign off here. Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, excited for, uh, excited for the camp to keep rolling on here and yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what we're made of shortly. Well, you know, preseason is going to be interesting to, too, too, to see how off, you know, I think Josh is at the point where he's kind of like, uh, only play like a half. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, I was wondering, do you think he's going to play at all in preseason? Or is he getting to that level yet? He probably won't play at all. Like the first game maybe plays like a series or two the second game and then maybe plays a quarter on the third game. You know what I mean? I, I think I my prediction right now, my early prediction is that he's only – if he plays at all, he'll only play in one game, like a few series. I don't think he'll play the first two at all. And usually the fourth game, they don't play at like the starters. Well, there isn't a fourth right? game anymore. Cause oh, they, there's only three? Yeah, they, can, they, they only do three now because they oh, added cause another the, regular season, season oh, game. Okay, he's definitely only going to play one of those games then. If he – like one – one half if anything I don't think he plays no I don't think he plays more than a quarter I I think he'll play like two series max whenever he oh, yeah total yeah yeah I think so too so all right well um that will wrap up this episode episode 144 of one before I die thank you guys for listening go Bills go Sabres as always and we will talk to you next week peace